Welcome to Tech Talk, featuring the latest trends and topics in data and analytics for Fortune 1000 companies. Tech Talk is sponsored by Knowledgent, the data and analytics company. For more information, visit knowledgent.com. Episode 2 of Tech Talk is the first part of a two-part series on data lakes. Harj Dillon, Akshay Goel, and Sherrod Kumar, all senior data and analytics professionals, discuss why data lakes have become popular, the business drivers behind them, their relationship with traditional data warehousing, and how cost comes into play when evaluating them. So I think it's a great time to actually bring about this topic, which is data lakes. Um, actually, Shard, I remember it was maybe two years ago, could be even three, uh, you gave a presentation on data lakes, and uh, this is when Hadoop was first coming on the scene. And, uh, you know, from that time, um, you, you educated us on some of the use cases like uh, data warehouse offload, uh, archiving cold storage, these types of things. And, uh, you know, some customers, a couple of them jumped right in. You know, they were all for it. They saw that it's, uh, its benefits right away. But a lot of them didn't. A lot of them did science projects on the side. Uh, and that was a couple of years ago. And now uh, to where we are today, at least what we're observing in our project portfolio is a huge uptick in, in not just data lake experimentation, but data lakes going into production. And then and later we'll talk about data lakes going into cloud. Um, so we've seen this sizable shift in uh, the industry and really going after data lakes. And, uh, you know, I just let's talk about from what we're seeing in our projects. Why why are why all of a sudden now finally has it has it caught on, you know, from our observations? Good question. I think a couple of things there. One, let's start from a technology perspective. So I've seen over the last few years the technology maturing a lot and truly becoming enterprise grade, right, where you can use it in a large scale in enterprise environment like the clients we typically have. So it's, it's matured where it's going beyond the lab to an enterprise grade. That's kind of the one point. The second point is I think a lot of our clients have learned what works and what doesn't within the technology environment. Because if you remember back about two years back when Hadoop was coming out and that was one of the fallacy that people were equating Hadoop with data lakes. And and we could talk a little bit more that in my mind, data lake is not equal to Hadoop. It's a lot more than that. And people have learned that you cannot really solve pure data warehousing type of problem with Hadoop alone. So they've learned that. So now what they're doing is they're building real-life scenarios and data lakes where they're fronting Hadoop with relational databases, right? And that works. And they're beginning to figure out that that's a workable scenario. And using that type of architecture pattern, they're actually truly moving their data warehouse workload from the old platform to the new modern-day environments. The technology is maturing. They've figured out what works better. They've built out more skill set over the last couple of years because one of the biggest challenges I've seen in this environment is the clients really don't have the skill set to build this out. So over the last two years, playing around in the in the lab and learning from them, they've acquired those skill set and are applying them to build out their use cases. Um, the one thing you didn't talk on there, but you actually yeah. uh, mentioned yeah. it, right? Well, but what's there's still this propelling need yeah. to learn it. And and so what was like, there still had to be an overall business driver. Of, yeah. uh, why why did they invest the time up to yeah. now and getting resources trained and yeah. experimenting it yeah, so, so that so they learn? Yeah. So business drivers are still the same. I see twofold. One is more from a data science analytics perspective to be able to do things that you're not able to do before. 
because you're collecting the data all in one place as opposed to in silos and be able to run analytics, predictive, prove or disprove your hypothesis on a data in a single place. That's what data lakes enable. So that's a big plus. And the second is on the cost sites, people are beginning to move their workloads off expensive platforms like Teradata onto the data lake. So those drivers were always there a couple of years back, right? But people are beginning to more successfully execute on them right now and derive value. So, and not only that, from cost perspective, I may add, share uh, uh, the traditional systems like Teradata and all, they had even like uh, limitations from technology perspective. You could not put all the data in them. Right. They, so they were good systems for data. some subset of data sets, but not all of it. But with the data lake, you can throw in, bring in all your enterprise data. Unstructured and data. Unstructured, structured, relational, all of the database, even uh, uh, user interactions, and keep them for a long duration of time and run your uh, 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 machine learning algorithms on that to derive value out of it. So that brings a lot of value where you can store all that data for a long period of time. And also everything is digital now, right? So every business has, uh, and this is well reported in, in, in media recently about even GE making investments within startups and, and, and other, every company now it has a technology element to it, right? So yeah, uh, so they're, they're, they have to, right? And also there's so much success story in the marketplace now, uh, in the enterprise space. And if those enterprises which do not adopt or at least uh, uh, start on a path towards this, they will be left behind. They really feel that. Then if you look at a lot of this was spearheaded with the likes yeah. of, if you look at Twitter and Google and Amazon, right? And all these guys you hear go in every conference and they have tremendous success stories. How they have used big data, technologies, cloud, and concepts of data lakes to really make an impact on their business. Right? So, so you talked about um, Hadoop and we'll talk about that in just a second, but uh, you know, juxtaposed right next to the data lake, uh, which are sometimes Hadoop-centric, yeah. uh, a lot of times Hadoop-centric, there's the traditional data warehouse. Mm -hmm. So what is the relationship between the data lake yeah. and the traditional data warehouse? Will it eventually replace the traditional data warehouse, or is it a coexisting model? Can, you know, we're seeing some companies actually, right? Like yeah. insurance is a great example where yeah. they've not done a lot of traditional data warehousing and are going right into the next generation architecture. Yeah. It's a good question. So if I have to recommend to a customer today who does not have a warehouse, I will not recommend a traditional approach. I would recommend a hybrid approach, which uses a data lake type approach, which is a combination of Hadoop, NoSQL, and some relational technology. Because the problem with Hadoop has been, from a data warehousing perspective, to do inserts and upserts, which you need for data warehousing type of patterns, have been very hard to do and require a lot of custom development. Now, changes are coming in Hadoop with new technologies like Apache, Kudu, and other stuff that will solve it a couple of years down the road. But as of now, in order to do data warehousing within Hadoop, you need to add additional capability around it. So some of our clients we're seeing are truly building warehouses on top of their big data and data lake environment, right? So we are seeing a shift, a movement of workloads from traditional stacks, whether it be Teradata, DB2, Oracle-based warehouses, to a data lake type environment. But whether they all go away or not is going to be 
question of time. How much data do you have in the warehouse? Because one of the biggest challenges I see with the clients is not in technology, but all the rules, right? But what, because in the old warehouses, over the years, you brought in a lot of data, you put in your calculations, your rules, in terms of how you aggregate the data, and those are not well documented. So in order to move that from the old platform to the new, you have to recreate all these rules and calculations, and the business wants to see the results exactly the same in terms of your financial calculations or your reports. And that's the part where I see a lot of clients struggling when they're migrating their data warehouse workloads onto the new platform. Got it. And also, some of the tradition, there's a new set of skills that are more visualization centric that are coming out. A lot of the younger generation, especially, right, more visually oriented, yeah. right? So the standard static uh, reports, yeah, so the warehouses. Big reports with a lot of text on it, tabular fashion. You're seeing more dashboards and visualization right. types of which are easier to interpret from a human perspective and right. act on. And, and how much does. Um, yeah, there's there's two other components that relate to data lake versus uh, data warehouse. One is the open source technology, right? Uh, was there some resistance early on to open source, and is have now enterprises d- ignored, or is that still a factor? Yeah, so so in my mind, I do not see a resistance towards open source now. Actually, it's kind of the other way around. A lot of CIOs I talk to, they're largely going for open source technology from a basic stack perspective. They would still license tools like Informatica or Talent or, or Tableau or Click and still use their other business intelligence tools like business objects against that. But for the more foundational pieces of it, they are fairly open to open source software now, but supported, right? They're all looking for open source software, but which is supported by vendors. Right, and, and that's where we... We talk about the production grade, production grade security. Why, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's why when they're looking for Hadoop, they're looking to vendors like Cloudera, who provide robust capability on top of the Hadoop stack as well as support. Very good. Uh, and then uh, we talk about uh, use cases. So let's just get into the stuff that you guys live and breathe, which is uh, oh, one, I'm sorry, the question I just remembered was around price. In, in our projects, you know, how much was it? Uh, the the key business driver lower costs is that a key driver or it was a it was a something that was promised early on and I'm just curious as to how many of our existing projects were observing that lower cost is a promise of the next generation architecture. Yeah, I think it does come up, but I don't see that as a primary driver. Primary driver always comes out to be agility, right? How quickly IT can react to the new business need. Because like you said, everything is a digital world, right? You gotta react very quickly, whether it's roll out new product, right? I need quick insight into how my customers are interacting with me, what their preferences are, what's the next product I can sell to them, right? So so for that, for those type of analysis for business too, they need data very quickly and be able to prove or disprove their hypothesis very quickly. And as IT, Right, I cannot take six to nine months to stand up or make changes to my old platform. So I'm seeing that as a primary driver, right? Agility to move towards a new platform, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a word we've heard a lot in the past year. Yeah, for sure. I think that's truly right. I think nobody's really doing. That's why I've never seen a true financial business case for 
building out a new platform versus the old. It's, it's almost like people are saying, it is a given. I have to do it. There is no other way. Right. 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 Now, and then this focus shifts to what's my cost of ownership? Less about differentiation of cost between old and new. It's yeah. more, yes, I need to move to the new, but what's my cost of ownership of the new platform from a product perspective, licenses perspective, human capital perspective. Yeah, so it's, it's still something that's uh, focused on what IT has always been focused on, which is uh, understanding the customer better. Um, you know, do, do data lakes enrich faster? Do they enrich better than traditional approaches? Uh, that could be another topic that we can chat about, right? Uh, I think does customer enrichment, enrichment of that data, is that, that play in? Like I talking enrichment, yes, it does because, like Akshay was pointing out, now I can bring in other type of customer interactions. A, so, 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 so your your customer is coming in, and you could have millions and millions of clicks on your website from different customers, right? Earlier, it was very hard to take all the data and just it into your warehouse because it's very costly, yeah. right? Now you can, in a big data environment, a data lake, you can bring all of that together and make it available very quickly for analysis, right? Those you can bring in social media interaction or largely unstructured data, right, into the mix. So all that enriches your information you have about your customer, about your clients, so you can act on it much quicker. And not only that, you could basically uh, determine like. Uh, uh, Customer centricity is one of the use cases which a lot of our customers are working on where you don't have a single view of the customer because the customer is coming through multiple devices or multiple uh, uh, properties like, you know, calling the customer care or calling, coming through the uh, the website, customer care portals, stuff like that. So they have no single view or even like in a household, you may have multiple accounts having that one family, single family kind of view, what kind of services they have subscribed. Having that view was very hard previously. But with this kind of uh, uh, data lake model where you can bring in all those uh, different data sets and correlate them, provide like a a real valuable view into your customer base. So it's almost an imperative that they... They have to build data lakes. It's not necessarily cost driven. Yeah, uh, the right amount now, of data is, is, is nobody's arguing. They, nobody, have, to do this. they have to it's do just this. How yeah. do you go about doing right. it? So, what do you do first? Yeah. Cost is a reason. It's probably fourth or fifth reason yeah. as yeah. a consideration, but yeah. not the primary driver. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to Tech Talk to receive the latest episodes.